Welcome to the Strategic Investor. Join us as we interview some of the world's most productive asset managers and uncover sophisticated and unique investment strategies in the markets. Here is your host, Charlie Wright. Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio and OC Talk Radio, where we bring you investment strategies you're not hearing elsewhere. We'd like to welcome as our special guest today, Michael Klein, CEO of Freedom Financial Funds, and they provide debt and equity capital to real estate projects. He speaks to us from the headquarters in beautiful Calabasas, California. Michael, welcome to Strategic Investor Radio. Charlie, thanks for having me. So, Michael, Freedom Financial Funds raises funds from investors, and then you provide loans, typically first trust deed loans, for bridge, construction, build a suit, whatever kinds of real estate projects, correct? That is. Um, we, Did, we've, we're, go ahead. Uh, give us a brief background of, of uh, Freedom Financial Funds uh, before we get into the detail here, Michael, will you? Okay. So um, we, my partners and I uh, formed uh, Freedom Financial Funds a, a little over a year ago to um, be a provider of real estate capital to real estate professionals here primarily in California, although we will go around the country. My partners and I um, have worked together in, in the same industry for over five years. And then uh, prior to us all coming together, um, three of us have been real estate lenders for substantially all of our careers. So combined, we've been doing this for well over 100 years. So it's it's something that we've just done pretty much all of our adult lives, and that's why we decided to do this. And we see a a need because the regulated institutions are dealing with so many uh, different pressures from from their regulators as to what they can do and can't do that they can't really react quickly, and so that's where we come in. Okay, so you guys raise funds from investors, and... uh, in what form do you do that? Are these um, uh, private placements? Uh, what are they? No, we so so we have a fund that um, is a, a, reg, a reg D offering where we pool our investors' uh, money into a single entity. It's a limited partnership, and that entity is the lender. Um, and owns all of the loans that we originate. Um, so if a person invests in our fund, they would have a uh, percentage interest, depending upon you know how much they invest, uh, in all of the loans of the fund. So we don't we don't uh, create a loan and then um, sell it off individually. What we do is is raise money from individuals so that they can buy into a pool of loans. Okay, and that obviously provides diversification and all those kinds of benefits, correct? Yes. Um, so we're, a, a, as I said, about a year old. So if someone were to buy in today, there's 15 different transactions on the books as, as of today. The goal is, as we're growing, to get to about 30 and then stay around 30 to 35 uh, transactions at at all times. Okay, so tell us, uh, uh, so, so you, you bring in the money from the investors, how do you find the deals or do they find you? 
Well, it's a little of both. So we, my, my partner Stan, Minda, and I have, as I said before, been in the real estate lending industry for uh, each of us over each of us over 25 years. So we know a lot of folks, and um, we we are constantly networking. the real The real estate industry is a networked business. People really do business with people they know and through people they know and so it's important that we do that and we we're constantly we're constantly at events and speaking at events and so that that keeps the phone ringing um that's how we get new business now the good news is that about 90 percent of what we do is with repeat customers so once we bring someone in as a as a client a first-time client they're satisfied with the service that they receive, and they come back and come back and come back again and again. So that's how the business is. Okay. That's how we find the loans. Are these uh, loans only, or do you take equity positions at all for your investors? For our our investors will be only getting debt positions. Um, we'll arrange equity from time to time. We're doing, and we're we're syndicating that with um, a handful of investors only, only because it it requires. Um, a, we we do not have a specific fund for that. So okay. um, the equity pieces are are getting done um, in, in to a, a with a small group of people that we've known for a long period of time that are real estate folks. Um, at some later date, we may roll out a, an equity fund, but we will need to do all of the proper disclosures for right. that right now. Right now, what we're offering to folks is an opportunity to invest in the senior secured debt fund, and, and that provides a pretty safe place to put your money. Equity, you know, is first dollars right. at risk. So uh, investors then invest with you guys for the yield, cash flow, interest payments they get. That that's correct, and and so they receive money every month, and um, that you know that most most people like that, and and um, you know that we do we what we do is we pay out a fixed amount every every month and then do catch-ups or reconciliations every quarter to to make it so that we're capturing all of the fees that that um, and, and costs and amortizing that over a, a period of time it, it works out real well okay everyone. and these uh, these are typically shorter term loans I presume if they're bridge loans and construction loans and build a suit then that's correct. Our portfolio today has an uh, the average maturity is fourteen months. Okay. So, what kind of exit opportunities are there for investors here, Michael? Okay. So, we're an open-ended fund, and so once somebody commits to come into the fund, uh, they they pledge to stay in for a year. After a year, they're free to get out at any any time subject to some limitations and those limitations are pretty straightforward and i think fairly common 
Um, so let's let's take an easy case, which is you've invested a hundred thousand dollars, which is our minimum, and um, something has changed in your world a year from now, and you want to get out. You would notify us that you want to get out, and at the earlier of us bringing in a new investor, and, and currently we have investors waiting to get in, um, or the repayment of a loan. Which, as I said, we're, we're our mature our average maturity is 14 months. So we're getting payoffs almost every month. You would we would just pay you out. So um, the the wait to get out should be relatively small. Now let's just take a different scenario, which is several people decide that they want to get out at the same time, and it's uh, it adds up to a total of a million and a half dollars just to pick a number. Um, and you happen to be that 100,000 person. If we get payoffs in that month of 500,000, we're going to pay 500,000 divided by 1.5 million, which was the total of the people that wanted to get out. That's 33% to each individual in line in that period so that nobody is crowded out by being behind, say, a million-dollar person if they're a $100,000 person. Gotcha. And so gotcha. there's there's pretty decent liquidity in the fund um, as, as, as these sort of investments go. Okay. Michael, we need to uh, take a short break here. Um, again, we're talking with Michael Klein, CEO of Freedom Financial Funds, here on Strategic Investor Radio. And, Michael, when we return, let's talk about why companies would borrow from you at rates that have to be close to double what they can go to a bank for. And uh, doesn't that cause you to have to invest or to loan money to higher risk projects? Let's talk about that when we come back. So I'm Charlie Wright, and uh, we'll be right back. According to the consulting firm Strategic Capital Allocation Group, every decade since 1900 has experienced at least one bear market, and several have experienced as many as three. So how do we protect our principal from these declines without missing the gains when prices rise? At Strategic Investor Radio, we interview asset managers with unique strategies designed to both protect and grow your investments. Investing is not rocket science. It's rocket fuel if you know how to harness it. For podcasts of our interviews, please visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. All right, back to Charlie and his guest. Paul, thank you very much. Again, we're talking with Michael Klein, CEO of Freedom Financial Funds out of Calabasas, California. So, Michael, uh, a tough question for you. Here's the elephant in the room. Uh, you, I, I've been on your website. I see the rates at which uh, you loan money uh, for these real estate projects. Uh, but there's some range there, but they're certainly much higher than uh, the banks claim to be uh, le- lending money uh, at uh, these days. So don't you get people who are leftovers, who can't go to banks, and aren't these more uh, expensive and or higher risk projects that you're loaning money on? Well, that's a great question, uh, Charlie. Um, well, you know, I, I, I like to use this as an analogy. 
if you get a custom suit made, it costs a lot more than buying a suit at the department store. Um, and people do that. If you drive a luxury car, it costs a lot more than a um, base model uh, economy car, and a lot of people do that. So we're more, we are more expensive than a bank. There's no doubt about it. However, what we do in exchange for that extra cost is provide a level of service that cannot be provided at a bank in today's regulatory environment. And um, so we so we underwrite, we're former bankers. I was a credit officer at one of the largest banks in the world. We still underwrite very, very much like a bank might. However, we don't have to do things that the banks are now required to do that just take incredible amounts of time. You're talking about regulatory um, requirements? Is that yeah. what you're referring so, to? For as an example, we we closed a deal yesterday on four different buildings, three of them down in Texas, and one of them here in Southern California. Our borrower, in that instance, has a hundred and thirty-five million dollar net worth. Um, the loan, the total loan amount was for uh, five point eight million dollars. Um, we went through his financial statement in such a way that we understood what he was doing, what he was guaranteeing, and and then validated what the cash flows were from do, uh, from from that portfolio, and we became satisfied with doing that without having to necessarily. Um, write a 22-page um, thesis on what was going on with his world. And uh, the banks, unfortunately, have to do that, uh, or, or fortunately for us, unfortunately for them. Uh, that's not how it was when I started in banking, nor as my colleagues. We used to have to get enough information to make an informed and, and justifiable um, decision. That's the philosophy that we use today. We were able to pull his loan on the four properties together in about three weeks. He came to us um, after a bank spent um, about 16 weeks to um, uh, leave him at the altar four weeks before he had to close to take out uh, maturing debt. Um, that's a fairly common story. Another story is we have a client we've done about five deals with. Um, we're financing a build-the-suit um, opportunity in Phoenix. The um, the borrower struck a deal with a regional restaurant chain. They have about 30 stores. And um, he chose to come to us because he knew he could get that deal done in a month get started and get that tenant in and by the time he paid us extra it would be maybe $25,000 in over, over time because of our other costs associated with doing a deal such as documents and, and um, inspections and other uh, third parties and he would just absorb that cost. So it, it's, a, it's a value decision that all of us make when we choose to buy maybe a luxury good versus a economy good. 
Okay, and I presume the fact that uh, it's only a 14-month loan, typically, uh, or, or maybe a little bit longer than that from the beginning, and that uh, we're not talking about 30 years here of, uh, you know, double the interest. Right, and, 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 and one of the interesting things is in construction loans is that uh, the... Over the over the life of the loan, the average outstanding may be fifty fifty five percent. So it isn't even a hundred percent of the amount that was committed. It's um, a fraction of that. So the dollars really. Uh, here's another example. We 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 have a client we've done some thirty deals with now, and when they had a uh, tiger by the tail and had a a tenant that wanted them to build out a dozen different stores for them. We, we were able to close on six different locations for them in seven weeks. So that was six different construction loans in just seven weeks. Um, same tenant, same borrower, so it really wasn't that difficult. But for the banks that were handling a another developer, um, they couldn't get that done as fast. Our client who was paying, it worked out to about $40,000 extra per location in expense, ended up taking away another six locations from a competitive developer. Um, the math works out really well. If I asked you, Charlie, would you invest $480,000 to make an additional $1.5 million? I imagine the answer would be yes. It wouldn't take long here, no question. So what kind of projects typically do you fund? Are these commercial Um, only, office buildings? Do you do any residential? We do some residential. We're uh, right at the moment. We're fairly cautious on on residential um, for sale uh, because we think pricing is pretty high in the markets that we primarily um, serve, which would be Southern California. Um, so we we have a hard time finding projects where we're getting um, um, requests where the sales prices are at, at, at price points that we think many people can afford. Um, we won't finance three and four million dollar single family homes as an example. So a lot of what we've been doing, and I'm looking at the list right now, is either bridge loans where somebody's repositioning a, a building. In, in the case, we've got a, about a third, right now we're about a third of our portfolios in industrial type properties. About a third or a little more is in retail type properties. And then the the rest of the portfolios is is spread between we've got an office in there, we've got a condo deal in there, we have a couple of um, small land deals in there because we're financing future inventory on projects that we want to um, do the construction on. So that gives you, uh, hopefully, a a mix of what we're doing. Yeah, that does. Who are your investors, Michael? Are they individuals looking for a higher yield and they can get today out of bonds or, you know, publicly traded REITs, etc.? Are they RIAs? Are they hedge funds? Are they institutions? Who are your investors? So today our investor base is made up of um, a, 
about a third of our fund is what I'd call friends and family, um, high net worth individuals, accredited investors, and the other two thirds has has uh, been directed to us through RAAs. Um, so it's the um, RIA's client base that they um, and and those RIA's believe in alternative investment classes, yeah. and they and they have um, and 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 they have done their due diligence on us and and feel comfortable directing their clients' um, m- money, so a portion of their clients' money that they manage to us, um, and then, and that's how we've been raising money. We do not have any institutional investors at this. At this time, it, okay, it's all high net worth. So, so tell us a question I like to ask uh, real estate people, um, uh, Michael, is that uh, you, you mentioned the the residential market may be in the eighth inning here of uh, of its growth. Um, what is a bigger challenge for you right now? Is it raising money or finding good deals? You know it. it, it I would say it tends to be finding good deals. Um, on average, it's bec- well. First of all, we're we're a newer fund, so we're always we're always playing back and forth between are we you know are we deal short or are we money short, and that and that's the nature of newer funds. However, what I would tell you is, on average. It's more difficult to find good deals than it is to find people willing to in, invest in deals. I mean, everybody's pretty yield-starved in the environment we've been living in for the last eight, eight years. Yeah. Um, and 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 so um, and, and and that creates and look that creates other problems because not a day that goes by that you're not hearing an ad on the radio about getting rich in real estate these days. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you, and that's usually a really bad sign. So, um, you know, so thank, thankfully we have um, a, a pool of clients that we know, and um, and that's one of the reasons why we're doing as much build-to-suit type of construction financing as we can because we're there's a tenant that has – decided they want a space, they're signing a lease, we're counting on the two things to happen. One, our client, our borrower, to execute a business plan of building to a client, their client spec, the tenant, on time and on budget. And then we're counting on that tenant to be in business seven to ten months from now to take occupancy, start paying rent, and then within three to four months of that activity, our, our client to sell it off. So we're taking, we're, on some of these deals, we have we have investment-grade tenants. Um, uh, we, we're, we're closing a deal next month for a convenience uh, food um, uh, market that has a double-A uh, minus rating. And uh, we're, you know, we're getting... Um, we're getting a high single-digit yield on that. Yeah. Michael, uh, congratulations. It sounds like you guys have taken your uh, expertise and experience and connections and uh, creating opportunity in an area where, uh, you know, they're not building any more land uh, and everybody needs uh, more properties here in various ways. So let me ask you a question. Uh, we ask all of our guests, what keeps you awake at night? <laughs> 
Well, I, it, it, it's always it's always um, in, investing in real estate um, and, and being a fund manager. In some respects, I I liken to being um, asked to walk the plank every day um, and do it blindfolded. So you know you're you're inching your way out, and you know that at some point there's an end here. So what I try to do every every day and I worry about this every night, if I am, am I really doing it, is to try my best while being blindfolded because none of us know when the end is going to happen. We just know that there will be one. There's always another recession. It's just like there's always another forest fire. That you've got to – it's part of nature's way of cleaning out the underbrush. Yeah. And so I worry about how do I position our fund to be as safe as it possibly can be given that we have to take risk to be able to earn what we earn for our for our clients you know so that's that's the the balancing act and 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 then and that's one of the reasons why we're doing as much build to suit as we possibly can uh, michael i congratulate you for your forthrightness and honesty here i've asked that question many times and never received a more honest and straightforward uh, response than that was and uh I, I hope people recognize that here uh question number two we ask all of our guests what book on investing would you recommend for our listeners well, I would I would say for those folks that want to learn about real estate investment and analysis, uh, the, the the book you're going to have to you're going to have to um, do some um, used book shopping because it's very difficult to find new ones. It's been um, it's been uh, out of print for a while, but it's called The Art and Science of Real Estate Investment Analysis by a, a gentleman by the name of Edward John Golden, and um, he passed away in. Um, a, a, a while back, uh, quite quite a while back, but he wrote this book in a day and age when the four function calculator hadn't yet been invented, and so he he breaks down in this book how to do real estate investment analysis on the back of a napkin, and I will tell you that I do more deals that make sense on the back of a napkin than I ever do from a spreadsheet that has 4,000 variables in it. I bet you no, don't miss I, those banks at all, do you, as employers? <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, all, I can, all I can tell you is that when we went from spreadsheeting uh, manually to spreadsheeting via computer, our spreadsheet went from two pages to 200 pages, and it was a bunch of ratios that just confused people from knowing what's important. Uh, great point, great point. I don't think anybody's recommended that book before. We really appreciate that recommendation. I'm sure many of our listeners will will uh, uh, find that book and really appreciate that recommendation. So, for those who would like to know more, give us your website and contact information here, Michael. Great. Thank you, Charlie. Uh, it's um, freedomfinancialfunds.com. And uh, my name, again, is Michael Klein, and uh, I can be uh, reached at mklein at freedomfinancialfunds.com or 818-308-3881. And you take phone calls. Yeah, I will take phone calls. Okay, Michael, thank you very much. So final words for our listeners here. Um, well, what I'd just say is um, it's, it's uh, a time in which we've been nine years since anyone's lost money in real estate, so be careful. 
Excellent advice for all of us. Michael, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. So again, we've been listening to Michael Klein, CEO of Freedom Financial Funds, which, that provides debt and equity capital to real estate projects out of Calabasas, California. And you've been listening to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, send us an email at info at strategicinvestorradio.com. And go to our website to hear podcasts of all of our interviews and shows, strategicinvestorradio.com. This is Charlie Wright wishing you all an enjoyable week and productive investing. You've been listening to The Strategic Investor, your source for compelling investment strategies from some of the most productive asset managers in the industry. For unique investment strategies, visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. Investing is not rocket science. 